What is up in the fire family? You are about to listen to the second half of the conversation on demons with Pastor Charles. If you missed the first half, you probably want to go see that first. But we just want to thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or watching us on YouTube. If you have been enjoying the content and you feel led to support, there's a PayPal link where you guys can send your money donations there. Or you can join us on Patreon where it's an awesome time where we do life together, read the word of God together, pray for each other. You don't want to miss out, but I'll stop rambling on and I'll let you guys enjoy the episode. See you later. I, I want to dive deep into um, just certain, like, not fun topics, but just other topics mm. regarding, let's say, um, you brought up that he gave himself to the to the enemy side. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now nowadays when we look at music videos and we see concerts and we see all these celebrities doing these things, I mean... There was one music video that I saw where she literally was a demon. Yeah. I see another one where like this other guy's like trying to be Jesus. He's on a cross and he's getting burnt. And then it's just crazy stuff. People where it's like, upside down crosses, necklaces on stage. No, yep. no, it's cr- like uh, one artist like flashed the word Satan right behind. You yep. know, people were saying they were doing satanic rituals like in the concert. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot. As a person that goes to watch these concerts. First of all, should Christians even be attending these concerts? Yeah. Are they putting themselves in danger? You know something? I, here's the deal. I'm one of those people, for a lot of these things, I'm never going to say yes or no to a lot of those things. Okay. Meaning flatly. Because I guess it's possible the Lord can say, can actually give you a word to go to a concert. But I'm going to ask you some questions that you'd have to ask yourself. Are you going to be entertained by something that is in direct opposition to who God is. And if that's the case, um, ask yourself, what do you think some of the consequences of that might be? Mm. And so, 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 so if you're going to see your favorite artist who spends the majority of their time talking about money, power, sex, violence, and encouraging you to do that, mm-hmm. and getting drunk encouraging you to do that mm-hmm. and this is your your entertainment um my question is is jesus going to concert with you mm. <laughs> oh uh, oh and probably it, not no he's staying in the car I'm a, I'm a, yeah <laughs> and, 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 and you know what's funny i'll tell you the first time i got really aware of this and i wish i could find the clip Ten, about 10 years ago, I was watching this this video of Lil Wayne, one of his concerts, mm. when Lil Wayne at one point, he was considered the best rapper in the world. And I remember in the middle of the concert, he, he said, everyone, just quiet down. He says, what I want you to do is lift up your hands and open your heart. That's what he said. Lift up your hands and open your heart. And it was almost everyone got quiet and they lifted their hands. And I'm assuming they open their heart. And then he goes on to rap these blasphemies to them. And when I watched that, wow. and I wish I could find the clip, but when I watched that, I was like, this is a worship service. I said, it's a worship service. It's literally <laughs> lifting hands open. It's the same no thing way. we say on a Sunday morning when we start worship. And I was like, Satan conducts worship services. And a lot of these worship services happen at these concerts. And so, um, wow. And so, I ask people. I I am. I just ask people when you're saying you're going to go to this concert. It's like, are you ready to go to a worship service? And yo, and, and they and yo. they have to wrestle with that. They have to wrestle yo. with that. And, and 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 you know what? I'll be honest with you. Everyone's at different levels of spiritual growth and maturity. Yeah. So some people they're just they're just not ready to to deal with that. And I just have to let God bring them and yep. and i mean we're yep. all on that like there's things in my life i'm sure god in five years is gonna say hey what about that it's time to to break that off mm-hmm. um and so I, I i don't sit here the only reason i don't sit here and, and try to say hey don't do this don't do that i might say it's not wise to is because i don't want them to be obedient out of some legalistic uh mm. command okay i want to say what does the heart of god say about this I like and that. I want them to submit to that. And so that's why I don't go over, I don't say, I say, you can't go to the concert. You shouldn't. It's 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 
all this stuff about it. I was like, because if they do that, they might not go, but their heart hasn't been changed. I I think naturally, like you asking those questions makes them go, okay, yeah, all right. I'll I'll sell my tickets. (laughs) I'm not going to go. It should. Yeah, it should. (laughs) It should. That's really wild. And I guess the same thing goes for um, horror movies. I grew up in my household. We don't watch horror movies. Mm. My mom didn't even want us. My mom didn't want my older brother watching Hunger Games. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember I was younger and she was like, no, you, I don't want you want, watching <laughs> Hunger Games. Like it's just straight killing. Like the whole movie is just That's kill people. That's a good point. Yeah. And so horror movies, we, we've never, my mom watched one Harry Potter movie and forbid it in my household. She's like, <laughs> that's witchcraft. We're not watching that. Nobody's watching Harry Potter. <laughs> And so for horror movies, for me, was I never watched mm. horror movies. I yeah. never wanted to. I remember there's this one time um, my friends knew because I always spoke about it. I am not watching horror movies. I do not like them. And all of them liked it. Oh, you're, you're, you're such a scaredy cat. You don't want to watch this. You know, trying to peer pressure me into it, whatever. And we were hanging out and they were like, we're going to put a horror movie on. And I was like. I'm leaving. I will leave. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you wouldn't. Like At this time, I didn't drive. I didn't do anything. So I was like, I will leave and walk home. I was like far away from my house. And they didn't believe me. They put it on. And I was like, I'm leaving. So I grabbed myself and I left. <laughs> and awesome. they came running after me like, all right, we'll take it off. We'll take it off. We'll put something <laughs> on. We'll put it on but it, I, like with wow. me, I do not mess with horror movies. And so yeah. I want to know your thoughts on that. Mm. Um, I've also heard about things where actors in horror movies have been demon possessed because of everything that they're doing in the movies yeah and even people that watch them too yeah what are your opinions on horror yeah movies? man I, i'm right with you man i don't i don't want i think i grew up in a house where like horror movies weren't weren't a thing i think that's because my mom was actually scared of them and she also didn't believe she believed they were spiritual but mm-hmm. she was scared so i never even had a gravitation towards horror movies i never found it fun or entertaining yeah. so even to this day <clears throat> I don't even know if I've watched a horror movie. I, I I'm just not sure if I have. Like I don't. That's just my experience. I think there's like one or two. Maybe I was in high school. I might have watched. Yeah. So so here's. Oh yeah. There, there's actually. I just wanted to share this one quick thing. There was a moment where um this was, uh not too long ago, but my friends did put on a horror movie, and I was in the room and I was like, you know what? I'm old enough. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna just be on my phone. Mm-hmm. But immediately throughout the movie you like feel a dark presence i felt it of course to the point that after the movie when we were leaving the house um i was the driver my friends they are Mm non-believers they said can you put worship music on because i like i this feels dark like i can't i (laughs) and i was like yeah i'll put worship music on because i felt the dark spirits i was like i can't have that makes sense you know what here's the deal Uh, when it comes to horror movies again i'm gonna go back to same questions Horror movies are meant to specifically elicit fear. Mm-hmm. And it says in one of the epistles, it says, you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and soundness of mind. So how does it make sense that you're trying to el- specifically mm-hmm. elicit fear? All throughout the Bible, it keeps on saying, do, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. And what are you going to do? Go put on some entertainment to make yourself afraid. It doesn't It doesn't make sense to, to, to me on any level to 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 say like i'm gonna get entertained by fear and that and that's how i actually feel about halloween like like halloween mm-hmm. is centered on fear yeah. darkness and death that's yeah. the center of halloween fear darkness and death why are you finding entertainment in that and and, it, and if it's just yeah. like oh it's just fun why is fear darkness and death fun and and, and you have to mm-hmm. ask yourself an honest question there is there something going on that would maybe prod you to to say that fear, darkness, and death is fun? That's problematic because that's mm. an, antithetical to the to the gospel message. And so, so again, horror movies I, I categorize kind of similar. Um, but again, I pose a question. I I don't sit here and say stop watching the horror movies. Um, because again, I don't I don't want to I don't want them to embrace legalism legalism mm-hmm. and and. And that could that could run into that risk, uh, but I'm gonna say maybe pray about that, think mm-hmm. about that, come up with a good justification on that. Mm-hmm. And then some people say, well, it's like a roller coaster. You're scared. No, that's a thrill. That's different from fear. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Um, that's a thrill when you go on a roller coaster. Yeah. This is actually trying to create fear. And 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 to go to your point, I'm gonna be honest with you. A whole movie that's centered on fear. And you don't think that there's something spiritual behind that, like in the production of it. 
and the set like someone had to conceive of some of those 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 scenes someone had to conceive of Wild of like scenes. the witchcraft like the witch in the yeah, movie yeah 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 and, and and we know from just research that they they do that they do their research to make it realistic and so hmm. really like mm. i mean i mean really if i have to convince you too much then i just say hey pray on it cuz cuz honestly there's enough there that should probably convict you without me trying to convince you mhm i like that I like that. I, I do want to ask you about um, a bunch of things with sleep. Yeah. Um, as I was getting ready for, for this episode, you know, I asked a lot of people close to me and uh, non-believers and believers. Yeah. And this sleep paralysis thing yeah. seems real and it's affected a lot of people that I know. And to I was mind blown because I asked non-believers, I was like, hey, like, have you guys ever had sleep paralysis? They're like, yeah, yeah, I've had it before. It's crazy. And I was like, what was it like? And they would tell me, they're like, oh, it's like, you know, it's as if you were awake, but you're still sleeping, mm -hmm. but you can't speak, you can't move. Yep. And they told me they saw a dark figure. And I was like, okay, so you're a non-believer, so you don't even believe in the spiritual world, but you saw a dark figure. Yeah. To me, that was mind blowing because yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that not make you curious at all yeah <laughs> of of the spiritual world like oh oh so you just saw a dark figure oh okay i'm gonna get up and just go on with my day like yeah i don't know to me it's like do you not wonder at all that's you not funny wonder? i know i'd be like but, I, yeah yeah you should be asking some questions right exactly <laughs> but um i do want to ask what's happening there yeah so you know something it's so funny you say this so i, I i'm only gonna be able to speak a few thoughts on this because for like the last year i've been wrestling with this one okay. me like trying to figure out what exactly going on like this even like re re looking medically like what's mm. happening and so i've seen that there's like two categories of people there's some people there, there's people that experience sleep paralysis mm -hmm. where they can't move and they're like uh and they kind of like count to 10 and then they wake up so there's a category of people that and then there's some people they can't move and they're seeing uh, the dark figures, which is actually called the intruder. That's actually in, like in medical terms, they call that the, the the intruder. So there's actually a term for this. Okay. They call it literally the intruder, which sounds very demonic. And then some people are actually hearing distinguished words that are demonic. No way. Like yeah. like yeah. like I even talked to someone in our church that actually like says I heard like blasphemous stuff and I couldn't move. What? And so. I'll be honest, in that case, in the first case, I'm not so sure. Like the one where like mm -hmm. they say, like, I can't move, yeah. they count to 10, they wake up or whatnot. I'm like, okay. So that means basically they're awake in their brain, mm -hmm. but their body hasn't caught up. I was like, okay. Um, I'm not necessarily going to label that demonic. Some people I know still will, would. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not saying this is authoritative. It's not. I'm saying I'm wrestling with that right at the present moment. I don't label it as demonic, mm. but when you start saying you're having actual what we call a manifestation of something dark, mm. meaning visual or auditory, uh, that's demonic. Mm. That that is that is a that's a a form of spiritual attack. And I'll say this: I have a friend, a very good friend of mine. Uh, she used to get this sleep paralysis and and it'd be dark figures or or dark words mm -hmm. i can't remember specifically what the manifestation was but she would get it and she went for deliverance and it's been about a little over a year year and a half and she doesn't get it any at all anymore um wow. and so or she prayed through it whatever it was and it stopped altogether um since her deliverance i'm saying a year and a half it might have been longer than that I've, i forgot when exactly what but she distinctly said it's never come back after after mm -hmm. her deliverance and, and i've heard different levels of it too like i've heard like oh they just see the figure and i've had uh f people tell me like they felt like this demon was doing stuff with them yes. like they felt you know violated afterwards yeah and, and all those those are demonic uh, without doubt um some people call that the incubus and succubus spirits mm. like the the if it's like sexual nature um if you're experiencing something that is sexual nature and like uh, in that sleep pattern uh that's that's demonic mm. now nah, there, there's a demon that uh, is showing up and and um some people will argue like well the origin of that is interesting. Like, and and again, I'm still researching kind of this, trying to figure out like where does that come from? Because it almost is like sleep is a very vulnerable time, mm -hmm. and it's like 
why is it showing up there? And it becomes even sometimes more difficult to defend against or to assert authority because some people are even like in a su- like subconscious state in those moments. Same thing like in mm-hmm. dreams. Yeah. And so um, honestly, like this is like my like in the spiritual work conversation, like this is like my new territory and there's mm-hmm. a lot of different opinions on it. But the ultimate conclusion or where I stand on that is that if you are, if it feels like oppression, it most likely is oppression. Hmm. If it feels like you're being violated, if it feels like you're hearing blasphemous thoughts, it most likely is. Now, the the entryways for that, why that's starting, mm-hmm. um, I'm still researching. I'm trying to I'm trying to understand hmm. what what caused that and what what doors were open for that to occur in that hmm. particular way. Hmm. Are 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 demons able to tap into the physical world? Uh, yeah, it sure seems like it. Uh, we see really? in jo- we see in Job like it's like he kills the he sends. It seems like he sends like a wild wind to kill the the sons and the animals mm. and things like that. And so there's uh, definitely something where they interact with the physical world in some capacity. Uh, even when they enter into people, they have physical manifestations like wow. um, you know. So, so the, the interaction, you know, we always like to separate, like there's spiritual, there's physical as if they don't interact, but they do like, mm-hmm. you know, so like demons ha- are disembodied. They don't have a physical body, um, but they can impact physical bodies. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Like whether it's animals, like when the demons go into the pigs, yeah. whether it's the humans, yeah. um, things like that. So, so it seems really clear that that uh, the demonic can impact and interact with the physical world. Um, some people would even some theologians even argue, like you know when Jesus uh, rebukes the wind and the waves, you know, in the in the in the Gospels, some people will say that that was actually a demonic manifestation. And and the reason they they will actually make that argument is because the language of how he rebukes them is the same way he uses. Uh, the language of rebuking demons and so some people make the case that 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 was like a, a demonic um oh some uh, sort of yes, manifestation yes, of yes. the demonic because wow. he addresses it the same way he would address a, a demonic and and i actually and i actually buy into that i actually buy into it really? there's a, a great guy to listen to i got a chance to sit down with him uh his name is ken fish his name is ken fish um he teaches very much in depth on this subject. He was uh, John Wimber, who, who found, was one mm. of the founders of Vineyard. He was like his research assistant. So Ken Fish, he's an oh, older wow. guy. He has his a YouTube channel, or orbisministry.com. And I got to pick his brain a few months ago just for like an hour, just ask him all these types of questions. Mm-hmm. And he talks about he went up against a particular demonic principality spirit um and um i forgot what country, if it was in south america it was in some foreign country and he says that that when they prayed and and dealt with this very powerful spirit uh there was volcanic eruptions no that way. went off um and so and, and he said it was clearly associated with the 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 breaking of this particular um spirit and and he wow. said, and then the gospel went forth. People start getting saved and whatnot, and people weren't getting. He wasn't. They weren't getting spiritual breakthrough, and so, um, what? I think that it, I think it seems to be the case that there is some sort of ability for the demonic to influence some sort uh, of physical things. Territory, I think, topic, right? Yes, to, yeah, t- a territorial type of spirit is what mm. he was dealing with, mm-hmm. and so there. It seems like there's the there's the the ability for them to interact with the physical world. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about something um, regarding deliverance. Um, would you say uh, you wouldn't recommend a quote-unquote weak Christian to be involved in deliverance? Mm. And I ask this because we had a deliverance night at the church, and... Um, I had the opportunity to pray for for a man that was manifesting a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot demonically. And afterwards, my my mom like was telling me, you know, to be very very careful because like somebody that is that um, that is manifesting that much, you know, and somebody that has quote unquote weak weak faith or or um, 
yeah, I guess weak faith that the the, the demon could transfer over. Mm. Is that true? Like when you're doing deliverance, where do the demons go? Are they just floating around? Do they go to hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could they just go into somebody else? Latch on somebody else. Latch on somebody else. So she was like, oh, you know, maybe next time let it let like a, a pastor handle somebody that's manifesting that much because it could be dangerous. Yeah. And she was like, you know, the whole time I was praying for protection for you because I didn't want the demon to transfer over. How true is all that? Wow, this is a big subject here. All right. So uh, again, let me just say, like, you know, we're dealing with a lot of experiential reality here, right? Okay. So like, uh, can we create a doctrine on this? Hmm. No. Like, there's no like clear, like, this is the level of faith you have to be to do deliverance. Mm. Um, first of all, deliverance is a matter of authority, not maturity. Now, that's important to know. And I'm going to break that down. What that means okay. is... Um, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have authority to do deliverance. Hmm. That means you're able to cast out demons. Like day one, you can go cast out a demon. I want you to think of it like a, a home here. Like um, when you were five years old, someone comes to the door. You actually, as a five-year-old, as just a member of the household, you actually have the authority to say, you can't come in. That's true. You know, so now, so, so, so everyone has the authority as a believer to deal with demons the issue now becomes maturity maturity because maturity now speaks to your understanding and ability to properly use that authority so a five-year-old mm -hmm. might not have they might have the authority to say no you can't come in but they might not have the maturity to know i shouldn't let them in or right, the right. so mm -hmm. so now um, I, so what I say is like, when it comes to deliverance, like, I think it's not really about whether you're a weak Christian or a strong Christian. Can you do it? It's about the maturity to, to wield the authority well. Okay. Mm. And so when, when we're doing deliverance and someone is not mature, I think it's wiser to have them do it with someone who is mature. Mm. Yeah. I personally, um, believe that at whatever level of maturity you can be an be involved in deliverance mm. um so i would take someone that's one day old in the faith and whatnot and say come come watch in fact when we had a deliverance mm. back in march i was training some life group leaders and i think none of them had ever seen that and it, we had a really dramatic deliverance that day dramatic dramatic deliverance where the demon was speaking through this this young wow. man and uh they said even afterwards when we debriefed they're like yeah i was a little i was a little scared during that um but guess what all their faith increased at, because they saw someone that had kind of had some experience mm -hmm. and maturity in it. Now, I, so myself and one other person, we really kind of led the deliverance session while the other five people kind of mostly watched. Mm -hmm. All seven of us have the same authority. We just have different maturity. Uh -huh. So we know how to use the authority on different levels, okay? Because mm -hmm. we have the same Holy Spirit. Um, so, so that's my, my thought on that, like kind of like whether they should be involved in deliverance ministry or not. Now, can demons jump back on you? Now, there, this one, I, honestly, pastors, theologians, everyone, a lot of people just disagree. Some people say, no, that can't happen. Uh, some people say, yes, it can happen. Uh, my experience and my thinking, at least at present on that, is um, if there's certain open doors, it's possible. You know, mm. now what I will say is what I do every single time. And I was taught this way and I hold to this. When I start a deliverance session, I, I set what we call ground rules. And I'm going to say in the name of Jesus, and I'll say every demonic spirit, you will not attack the people here. You're not going to follow us home. You're not going to. And, and mm. what happens is I say in the name of Jesus. And so in, in saying those ground rules and the authority that's mine, because as I'm a child of God, um, there's protection that that is enabled. It's enabled mm. in that moment, okay? Um, and I don't think I've had experience where people got severe counterattacks mm. demonically. Um, but I, but can a demon like kind of jump on you? I, I have to say that it's possible, like in the sense of like counterattack. Now, should we walk in fear of that? No, I don't think so, because you can always deal with it. And, and I think if you approach things right, it won't happen. But I'll, I'll tell you a story of my life. There was a, a, a young man that I knew um, that was wearing this demonic charm. It was a, it was, it had a certain crystal mm, and it was demonic. That's big right now. Yeah, that's, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. straight demonic. So he was wearing this demonic charm 
and I saw it on him, and I said, I said, you know, that's demonic, right? And he was like, well, no, it gives me protection. It gives me protection. Mm, like it, it's like they try to uh, hide it with a, a good term, of like, course. hey, like this is protecting me. This is of good course. luck. This is for prosperity. Yes, I have. I've had. Um, I have a friend that puts quarters around their house for like to bring in prosperity. <laughs> yep. As a as a kid, I was gifted this like Italian charm. Yep. Like it was a pepper or something for it was like for good luck. Yep. I threw it out right away. Um, the the eye, the blue eye. Yep. The evil that, eye. The evil eye. Everything is all. I, I've heard like certain bracelets. Like if yes. it breaks, it means somebody's like has uh, something against you or is talking bad about you. They hide it with all this like oh this is for protection. Yep. So it's like it's a good thing. It's not like oh, this is gonna yep. this is gonna demonize you. It's like no, no, no. This is to protect me. <laughs> yep. But it's demonic. Yeah. This is doing the opposite of protecting. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's how Satan works. Yeah. He, he he doesn't come say hey, this is gonna bring destruction in your life. No, Satan comes to say this is something good. That's why you have to take it. That, that's how mm-hmm. Satan. Like think about it, at the at the Garden of Eden, it, it, Satan did emphasize how you will be separated uh-huh. from God, uh, and now all of humanity is gonna be fallen. Mm-hmm. No, he says the fruit is gonna make you like God. It's he's always gonna say something right, good right, right. um so so yeah no but that's really that's really crazy mm-hmm. but so so anyway i so i noticed for like 15 minutes he was coughing 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 like he was because he was actually um i was doing ministry with him so he's in my house and i was just i was doing some work i was preparing a sermon the next day and i just heard him coughing for like 15 minutes it was just weird i just noticed it he just kept on like every few few seconds mm-hmm. he'd be like <clears throat> Anyway, I went down. And I just started talking with him. And I said, "Hey, man, I just want to pray for you really quick." I already told him about the charm, but he wasn't throwing it away. And I, I was trying to explain to him. I was like, "That's keeping you bound," but he it, he was attached to it. And again, those attachments are also deep demonic as well, because mm-hmm. you know that the the spirits say like, "Don't this is precious. You can't get rid of it." Almost like Gollum in Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. anyway, so. Um, so I prayed for him, and I'm gonna tell you, I finished praying for him, and I went to go work on my sermon. And I had not been coughing at all. I start coughing like crazy. And and I, I coughed up green mucus. I coughed up like all, I, I hadn't coughed a, nothing. Like there was zero. And all of a sudden I just start coughing, coughing, coughing. And when I say I coughed up, I coughed up this thing, this whole thing of green mucus. And I was coughing. And I said, this is something demonic and i said and i said i said in the name of jesus you're gonna get out of me out of here you're not Mm -hmm. gonna stop me from preaching tomorrow 30 seconds later all the coughing stopped Hmm. all the coughing stopped. when i say coughing i i he was doing the (coughs) yeah yeah. i was like heaving i was like what in the world's going on and last like maybe two to three minutes like just crazy and again i was coughed up this green okay okay so in that moment you went to go pray for him yeah and then what happened so spiritually in that spiritually, moment? Spiritually, there was some sort of counterattack. I think I was I was I was praying for him. Even though you were saying in the name of Jesus, the, yeah, in yeah. The name of Jesus. Somehow there was a counterattack that occurred, and then and and then I had oh. to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Uh, how do I explain that? Okay. I don't. I'm not wow. quite sure, but I'm just saying wow. I experienced it. I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see we see that there's thwarting. Um, Paul talks about. I think it was in in uh the book of acts how he was prevented from doing some of his missionary journeys Mm -hmm. by a messenger of satan and so we see that when you're doing the work of the kingdom satan comes to counterattack to thwart things Mm. and so there's there's space in the in the gospels for that um i i've taught i I, it's funny there's someone even in our in our church that i I respect a lot and um and i mean they're very educated in these types Mm -hmm. of things and do this type of ministry and we just disagree on that like he doesn't believe that could happen at all and um i was like you know i've experienced it and i don't see something in the bible that precludes or excludes that from being a possibility so so Mm -hmm. what happens is in scripture we say we ask the question does the bible specifically endorse something or does the bible specifically prohibit something when it's a case that it neither specifically endorses or mm, prohibits like silent about it then we we kind of have to go off of like experience judgment mm. the character of god mm. and, and and that's where we're going to end up having what we call disputable matter so it, it's a dis, it is a disputable matter but if you're asking my opinion um, it seems like there is some space where some sort of counterattack can happen. Now, I really believe that those counterattacks can be shut down um, with the name of Jesus and with proper with proper ground rules and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just I fully believe that. Um, but 
it's a war. We're in spiritual warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like one side just gives up and folds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I guess another question, too, regarding demons transferring and all that. Um, is it true that when you get involved sexually with somebody, mm. you, you like grab their like their demons kind of intermingle with yours so that's funny i think it opens a door for that now i'm gonna talk about this one so the reason is so it talks about what what where does it say in the scripture i want to say it's in corinthians where it says i'm pretty sure it's corinthians one of the first or second where it says all the sins of a man commits outside the body but he who sins sexually sins against his own body Mm -hmm. and you hear about like kind of like people catching things like demonic things through sexuality um i believe the principle behind that because i think it is true that Mm. it opens you up um i think the principle behind that is covenant Mm. sexuality is a act of covenant so every time you make covenant you're making agreements with something and so i think that what happens is when you have sex with someone you are doing a covenantal act with them and so you're kind of shaking hands with the whole of who they are. Wow. And they're shaking hands with the whole of who you are. And so now there's potential for exchange. Um, mm. th- this goes into so many other things. Like when you make covenants, it's the same thing. Like when you make a cup, co- you do some demonic covenant, like you've shaken hands. Mm-hmm. And so the issue why like sexuality can um, possibly transfer something demonic compared to if I just hang out with you mm-hmm. is because you're doing a covenantal act with that person. And in covenant, there's exchanges that happen. Um, now, here's the deal. Does every time, and this is where it gets, people get fuzzy with this. Like every time you do something like that, does that mean now you're just automatically demonized? Not necessarily. It just means the doors are open. Same thing when you practice like things that are occultic. Is it Every time you practice occultic things, you expose yourself to demonic. Does that mean you become full-blown demonized? Mm. Not necessarily, but you're, the door is open for it. And also, it might, it might for you, you and I might go and buy, uh, do something uh, in the New Age practice, and I leave very demonized, and you don't. Why? Because for whatever reason that's just how it played out Mm. in the same way we both go to church and today the holy spirit hit me more than it it hit you in a sense um that's just the that's just the way it goes in spiritual things Mm. the question is don't keep on opening up the doors because you're exposing yourself i I guess it's i guess it's kind of like i guess it's almost like a std like all right if you have sex with someone that has an std you might get it, you might not, but you, every time you're you're exposing yourself. Yeah. Like, do you want to keep opening that door? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 someone. So the point I'm saying I'm saying is that I don't think like every like just because you did it now all of a sudden it's like a rule like just now I have I have taken on all their demons. I don't think that, but I do think the door might be open now. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I I do want to touch too on on we talked about the charms and then mm-hmm. the crystals yeah. that is happening a lot right now yeah everything to the crystals astrology you know in high school in high school i used to get asked you know oh what sign are you you know what are when's your birthday when's that yeah. and so i would always tell them that i was um something else and they'd be like oh <laughs> i knew it you act just like one and i was like really because i'm not that and they're like <laughs> That's funny. And they're like, what really are you? And then I tell them a different one. And they'd be like, no, that makes sense because this is it. Oh, I'm not that either. Like, I was born here. Like, oh, okay. And so um, that's big. The astrology, yeah. the crystals. Yeah. I, a lot of people wear um, crystals. Yeah. Um, and they buy all these protection stuff. Um, hand reading, card reading, yeah. all of that. Um, yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know. for a lot of you, everyone's like, what? Yoga, what? Yep, yoga, I, I just learned this uh, maybe a few years ago or even a few months ago about yoga. <laughs> I practiced yoga in school because they would tell me, they're like, all right, everybody yeah. do the tree pose. Yeah, yeah. Everybody do this pose. Yeah. Wait, so yoga is demonic. Hold on. So now we have kids practicing that in school Yeah. without us even knowing. So was that me opening up a door? You know, we have the crystals, the astrology, all of that. What do you say... 
to the general masses like that are dealing with this, that have this, that have been involved in this? Yeah. So, all right. Here's here's how I, I talk about it. Um, when you're doing new age practices, which involves all those different things, mm-hmm. they're spiritual practices outside of the the providence of God. All those things. Anytime you're looking for for knowledge, insight, uh, outside of who God is, His Word, you're you're involved in in New Age, right? Um, it's kind of like going back to this whole house analogy. It's like when you start doing this stuff, you're opening your windows and leaving the door open. And if 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 you leave this house and or you're just hanging out of the house and you leave the windows and all the door open. Mm-hmm. In an hour, are you going to have a raccoon in? Maybe. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But the door is open for it. Mm-hmm. And so when you do all these things, um, are you automatically just going to get demonized? Um, some people do. Some people don't. Like if you have t- on this block 10 houses, leave all their doors and windows open. In an hour, it's possible one of them starts ha- has some birds in there now. Mm-hmm. But then nine might not happen. But you're you're continuously opening the door for it, mm-hmm. and so um, so the idea is like you're playing with fire because you're playing with the devil's tools when you start doing these practices. And 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 I and I would say on a little bit more extreme, like yeah, you might not be opening the door just to to being demonized, mm-hmm. but you're every single time you're still opening yourself to something that's dark. All right, every single time, mm. uh, because you're you're even orienting yourself towards trusting in a crystal for protection. So even if it's like you don't get some demon, uh, uh, demonized attached, something demonic mm. attached to you, your heart has just now turned into something dark right there. Mm. Um, so 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 yeah. So 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 my thing is, I, I, and maybe you have to rephrase your question again. My thing is, um, when you're practicing these things, you're leaving yourself vulnerable to demonic attack and and demonization and and a lot of people think these things are innocent but they're not mm-hmm. these are spiritual conduits they're spiritual they're summoning tools yeah. that have been around since the ancient times you're not these things aren't new <laughs> like they have been around since mm-hmm. the ancient times from the bible to, to, to today mm-hmm. they've been around and they're used explicitly for worship practices mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I, I've even like stuff like, like again, going back to the yoga and yoga in school, like, you know, and this is something a lot of people debate on with yoga. Like that is a huge debate, even among pastors, among Christians. <laughs> Some say like, uh, yoga is okay. It's just exercise. Um, even when I speak to this, I don't speak for the church on this. I speak just personally. Mm-hmm. Um, my degree is in, 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 in religion. I've taught this stuff. Um, yoga is worship to foreign deities. That's what yoga is. Yoga, by definition, is anti-God. The word yoga means to yoke oneself. The implication to yoke yourself to Brahman, a false deity. Um, even when they do this whole thing, like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a sign of may my soul be joined to Brahman. Mm. Like that's what that that whole thing when people do do this pose right here. Um, Every one of those poses is spe- was specifically made for the purpose of something called moksha, which is salvation in, in Hinduism. Mm. And so those poses are actual worship poses to foreign gods and foreign deities. Wow. You, people try to say, let's separate the, the, the exercise benefits from the spiritual practices. You can't. You can't separate it. They're intertwined. They're integral. Every every pose uh, has spiritual meaning, and and they're prayer poses. You know, a lot of times you think prayer is like just something you speak. No, your body can pray too. Like that's why that's why God says don't bow before foreign idols. He doesn't just say don't pray to them. You don't even bow to them because you're when you bow you're actually you're actually uh, mm. offering a prayer to them. Wow. And, and so so a lot of people don't Crazy. get this. And, and one of the things that uh, people try to say. Because I'm on the yoga kick, because this is what I talk about so much. People try to say, "Well, God can redeem it." You don't understand what redemption is. 
Redemption means to buy back. That means to restore to its original purpose. That's why mm. humans humans can mm. be redeemed because you were originally created to worship God right. in his image. So so when you're far away from God, you're worshiping, you're, you're living a sinful lifestyle, you can be redeemed because you're being returned to your original state. Yoga is not like that. Yoga never belonged to God. It's just, it's rebellion to God. It's mm. false religion. So it can't be redeemed. So, so you can't just slap the word Christian in front of it. You can't slap the like, word Christian. Even Christians. if I put worship music on to God, oh, but wow. then just do those poses. Yes. You know what? I, I, oh, I, man, I have, oh boy, I can talk about this. <laughs> you know why? Because here's a big deal. I've heard a lot of Christians say that. They're like, well, you know something? I'm just doing the poses, but I'm thinking about God and I'm doing worship music. Mm. So you're saying basically with your body, you're with your body, you're worshiping another God, but with your mind, you're worshiping the true God. I was like, okay, you know, we're married to, you know, we're the bride of Christ, mm -hmm. right? I was like, so let's go with the marriage illustration. Um, which of you that have a wife or a husband is, would be really cool if your wife or husband goes and sleeps physically with someone else, but while they're sleeping with them, they think about you. That's literally what you're doing. When you're doing these poses, you're with your poses, you're giving worship to some other wow. God, but wow. in your mind, you're thinking about the true God. That's that is so antithetical to the Bible. That's that that that's a false wow. way of thinking, and it's sad. And a lot of and I'll, I'm a, I'll, I'll say this also. Um, in 1991, I believe it was 1991. Yes, uh, in the Hindu the publication Hinduism Today, um, the 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 some yogis from 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 India mm -hmm. said that the biggest evangelistic arm for Hinduism in the Western world was going to be yoga. And guess what? We're living in this 30-some years later, wow. the reality of that, because wow. yoga is everywhere. And, and, and they said specifically, they said they won't know that it's, it's, it's Hinduism, but they will be participating in Hinduism because they're participating in this, in this practice that's meant to be worshipful. Even Hindus get upset when Christians try to say stuff like holy holy yoga. Go to a few videos and watch like these like these Christian videos hmm. like holy yoga. Hindus will go up there and say, Why are you stealing our religion? What in the world? Like Hindus are actually threatened by by the fact that you're taking their religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a problem. It is a problem. Dang. Now I'm just thinking about all the times I did yoga in school as a kid. Yeah, I'm like eight years old, doing and that's all these where poses. God is. I think God is just gracious. You know, I'll say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think God think about it. God protects us in our innocence, in our ignorance, so much. Yep. Like if 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 I was accountable for everything I was involved in, and every every action I did, every place I went to, all the songs I listened to, and and and, and didn't have some protection from mm -hmm. the Lord, where He's just like. Yeah, he's young and just going astray. I'll take care of him. Mm -hmm. We'd all be doomed. And so, like, I, I, my mm. thing is, I think that there's so many people that God has just been so gracious yeah, to. Amen. But now, mm -hmm. but once you have some knowledge and you you have some maturity on a matter, dude, are you really gonna keep on playing the game? Like, there's a time where, like, as a as a child, your parents say, "Don't put your finger in the socket." They get all the safety things to protect you from the socket. But there's a level of maturity at some point when they're at a certain age that the parents shouldn't be catering to try to figure out. Don't put your hand in the socket. Mm -hmm. At this point, you you've been taught, you've been instructed, and there's certain new age practices where once you've been taught, it's time not to 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 put your hand in the socket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I've my mind is blown right now because I've just I've first of all thank you for answering all of those questions. Oof. I I still have I still have like one or two that I want to hit on before, but I just like I just want to soak in everything that you just said. Yeah. Um, I do have a question about um drugs hmm. because I have heard that yeah. it is a way for people to tap into the spiritual yeah. world i've had non-believers that have become believers through a, a drug moment where they saw spiritual stuff and then they they were just like okay this is real yeah mm -hmm. um i've had friends tell me like really crazy stories of how they've seen dark figures they've seen yeah. crazy like as if they were in a whole different realm yeah that's exactly how they described it to me they're like i didn't feel like i was on the in the world like i felt like i was in a different spiritual dimension and i was like uh hold on hold on so that's a whole different thing and 
you know, that's the more extreme drugs, I say hallucination and all that, mm-hmm. can weed in also be an open door? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the smaller quote-unquote drugs, can that be an open door to the demonic and, and the spiritual world? Uh, if you ask my opinion, I think so. Um, you know, it seems like if you look at spiritual practices across the world mm-hmm. um, and new age stuff, drugs are always involved. It seems to be the case that drugs um dull some of the rational senses that we have uh which gives a heightened awareness to like the spiritual senses and also restricts mm. some of the inhibitions that we have as well it seems um so when you look holistically across the world into like um the use of drugs with spiritual practices there's they're always linked together and so that doesn't surprise me mm. um and 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 uh, the, i know many of people that have those sim- similar type of stories and testimonies where they were doing drugs and they saw very distinctly demonic things and they said uh it's time to get out of this <laughs> yeah. and also and also mm-hmm. there's so many people i know and i mean this kind of breaks my heart because i have a friend from college he was actually a pastor and he has gotten he has gone completely into oh, wow. um, Hindu New Age type of stuff. Really? Like full blown. And he, he was a friend in college. And, he was a pastor too. And he was a pastor. And wow. he, when I say when I say into it, like he talks to Shiva. Like he has conversations with some of these demons and he and he reports about it. And he wow. he utilizes um, different drugs and narcotics to to like tap in create these experiences oh. and he, and he's vocal about it. it's not even it's not even like he's secret he talks about it and he he he's yeah he wow. i mean he has a, a mdiv this guy has an mdiv from princeton and um wow. and and was again pastor um seemed to be a strong believer when i knew him mm. and uh has completely abandoned christian faith uh wow. openly and but but I say all that to say is he utilizes drugs for these experiences where he talks to different uh, Hindu deities and personas. Mm. I'm wondering how he like went from pastor to that. Like what introduced yeah, what? him to that? Yeah, um, un- undealt with wounds, from what I can observe. Wow. Yeah. And here I was thinking like once you, like if you're in the pastor and you're in ministry like you can't you're go fine. you can't go that astray yeah, but that's that yeah. wow wow <laughs> keep the oil yeah, trimmed I mean, and burning one question yeah. I had too is like a lot of times we say that or we feel like more deliverances more spiritual like encounters like mm-hmm. all these really big spiritual things happen like in foreign countries. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't happen mm-hmm. here like in the united yeah. states like what is like your take on that yeah it does feel like that um i kind of i kind of lean towards like what the dean of my seminary ron walburn talks about whereas like you know in america we have so much security in so many different ways that we it's hard for us to understand what it means to actually trust god mm-hmm. like like you know in the lord's prayer it says give us this day our daily bread it says like that's actually part of the prayer. Give us our daily bread. Mm. Almost none of us is thinking about are we really going to have their daily bread? Mm. Like that's we're true. like we're like I I got this. Like we don't we we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. probably don't pray like Lord are you going to can you make sure to provide for me food for tomorrow? No, we're like we got this. Yeah. And and this extends You, you already to have your Chipotle pre-ordered. You got it pre-ordered. Like, pre-ordered. Like you're good. Pre-ordered. Yeah. And but you know you go to some of these places where they actually, their lifestyle is actually dependence on God. And I'm going to be honest, mm. when you have a strong dependence on God in that way, I think it releases something in the supernatural. And not only that, it's a collective thing because God tends to work in the collection more than just the individual. You know, so when you have a whole group collectively that has this hunger and yeah, thirst yeah, yeah, yeah. for God, it seems like just something, it's something supernatural and there's a grace rather for that and so 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 honestly i've heard that for many years um talked to many people i'm I'm actually trying to go to brazil this upcoming summer with randy clark um who's a a big time evangelist there and they see people with blind eyes open people that can't walk walk and i want to i'm going to learn a little bit more about that but it does seem to be the case that yeah the stories are do seem more dramatic overseas than in the Western world, and I think it has to do with mm-hmm. this dependence and this materialism. Mm-hmm. I, that might be a more complex question, but that's mm-hmm. I, I lean I lean on that at the moment. 
I, like I, whenever I hear things like that, I want to get us not, not not even just go but how do i bring that to here mm, yeah. you know because I, I you know realistically i'm not going to move to some of these countries yeah but how do i get as close as i can to that level of faith dependency dependency well. on god because like you said you know right now it's like you know we're worried about completely different things that they're worried about right mm. they're worried about what am i going to eat today for us it's like oh i have a lot of work to do today oh mm-hmm. you know how am I gonna? Do I have enough for gas money? Even though it's yeah, like you know, I have a whole car that's gonna get me. They, they don't even have food to eat, and so how, you know, how do we? Uh, this is like veering off from the demon subject, but like I'm just thinking out loud at this point. How do I get as close as I can to that without living the way they're living? Can I? Like at some point, you know, what it has to be like. We don't love the world, I, honestly. Like the the. Like at some point we have to have a, a understand that everything we own belongs to God. So if the yeah. like like the attachment we have to stuff is is it's a hard break in the, in our country. Mm-hmm. And so I I almost feel like suppressing the materialism that we've subjected ourselves to is is part of that equation. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think the more stuff you get, the quicker it's e- the easier it's to forget that. That's mm-hmm. why it says how can the rich man enter the kingdom of heaven and mm-hmm. it's so hard because he just has so much earthly things. Like it, it says where your treasure is there's where your heart is. So if you have a whole bunch of treasure here on earth, it makes sense your heart is here on earth. Whereas some people that own one t-shirt and one pair of pants, that's all they earthly own. They have a whole bunch of treasure in heaven as a believer, and mm. so I think the, I think the only way to to even approach that is like is we have to kind of re, rethink our 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 like theology of just materialism wow. and and stuff like that. Wow, wow. Well, ask a question. Go and ask me before this ended off. Like, so then, how? What is? What does the life of a Christian who is strong? And who is equipped and like how would that look like for them to be able to you know be alert to to, to see different spiritual things to be ready mm-hmm. to to i guess walk in that authority and pray like you know walk yeah just basically walk in that authority what does that look like how, how do we what does the life of that christian look like i think it's a life of prayer fasting worship and reading the scriptures and that's assuming christian fellowship i'm assuming that Mm-hmm. So I think prayer, fasting, worship, scriptures. I, I I think that that is what the life looks like. Um, Ephesians six, this chapter on spiritual warfare, over and over again says, "Pray, pray, mm-hmm. pray." You know, Jesus did his ministry from the place of going off to a quiet place, and he'd pray. Yeah. Um, prayer is real. Prayer is very, very real. In fact, in one of the gospels, it talks about even some deliverance. It says. This type of spirit can only come out by prayer and fasting. There is a little textual issue on that. Was it prayer and fasting or just prayer? It's a little debate on the text. And I don't know if you guys know about textual criticism, but there's an issue academically on that. Um, But we see in the early church, they would do this prayer and fasting. Mm. They modeled that. I don't think I'd know any giant in the faith that doesn't have a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. Wow. Um, And so... Uh, that is, uh, I think, a huge component. Now the scripture comes into place because it's out of the scripture that you you understand the character of God and also the the authority that is yours mm-hmm. as a believer. Like when I do deliverance ministry, I I, I quote so much scripture. Mm-hmm. My favorite scripture to quote is as John one five: the the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness is not overcome it. Mm-hmm. And because wow. when you quote the word of God, uh, there's authority of God behind His very word. Mm-hmm. Um, worship, worship is integral to this whole thing because worship really is like uh, acid on the demonic. Um, you see, even wow. in, in uh, I think it's the First Samuel where Saul is afflicted by an evil spirit, but when David would come and play the harp, the spirit would leave him. Mm. Um, so worship actually has a way of driving out yeah. the demonic because. Um, it's it, the worship is the is the exact thing that Satan is rebelling at. The worship of God is the very thing that Satan is rebelling mm-hmm. against. And so when we worship, it, it, it it's it's everything that he hates and everything mm-hmm. he can't stand. And so um, so those are the I think the elements 
mm-hmm. of the believer that is equipped really to start and to really live this life of spiritual warfare. Um, and most of those things are just like spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. You wow. know? For, to me, that's, that's always one of the best ways to get me out of short seasons of numbness that I'm going through where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I haven't prayed in a while. I haven't worshiped, you know, I've just fell out of it, focused mm-hmm. on my own thing. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading my Bible, but the second I start to worship, mm. all of that goes away. Change something instantly. It's yeah. just like, oh my gosh! Like I forgot how much I love God and how much I just crave Him out. How much I need Him. Immediately, like prayer closet starts to come up again. Reading my word, you know, not my word, it. God's word. I believe it. Worshiping consistently. It's always been through worship. Yeah. Through worship, even when I don't feel like it, I just put it on in the background. And then I just like, you know, even if it's slowly for the first 15 minutes, I'm just like nodding like, all right, cool. Like, all right, God, you know, whatever. Mm. But then slowly you just start to like, after a while, it's like, okay, you get up, you start walking around, you start praying and then everything just. Of course, I believe it. Lifts off. That's because worship is an exchange. Mm. Christian worship is an exchange. We give God this glory, this honor that he deserves and that he's worthy of. Mm -hmm. And then. In return, he gives us his presence. Mm. Uh, that's very powerful mm. among even religions. It's like we don't when we're really in the context of worship. It's an enjoyable experience. You know, one of the biggest like evangelistic fact uh, uh, dynamics for Muslims is worship because Muslims don't understand that that uh, Muslims uh, for the Muslim like Allah is this high transcendent person that you have to give glory to because he's Allah mm. but there's not this enjoyment like uh, I've talked I, I literally had a conversation with a Muslim uh, well, six months ago who had escaped from a predominantly Muslim country and his life was under under threat mm. and he had to and I asked him like so what like led you to, to faith like what was the key things and he said a few things but he's like at the end of the day he's like the, he was like it was the worship because he's like this I didn't ever understand that you can enjoy worshiping God Hmm. like like it's enjoyable like god when we worship god we're actually getting a a glimpse of his beauty of his love of his mercy of his goodness of his kindness and we're getting actually his presence and and so worship worship is just and i'm talking specifically musical worship in this thing because all of it is worship Mm -hmm. but that musical worship it connects us in such a way that's just beautiful. So that mm-hmm. it makes sense that that becomes a jump start for so many other things because mm-hmm. in worship you're just enjoying who God is, and that's what we're going to do for all eternity. We're going to enjoy mm-hmm. Him. You know, the Westminster Shorter Catechism talks about this. It says, "What's the chief end of man? To glorify God and enjoy Him forever." It wow. doesn't say to, to 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 glorify God and endure Him forever. No, no, it's it's to enjoy him forever. So in in eternity, when we're in heaven, it's gonna be enjoyment of who God is forever and ever and ever. You know, like and again, I talk to Muslims like why is why is their paradise, their heaven, so good? Because they're gonna have these lustful experiences yeah, with yeah. lots of women, lots of food and whatnot. The reason heaven's gonna be enjoyable is gonna be because of one thing: God is there. That's why it's so enjoyable because His presence mm-hmm. is there. That it says there's no need for a sun because He Himself put light in the whole city that's why it's so beautiful (laughs) that's why it's so enjoyable simply because he's there that's it that's it that's Mm -hmm. why it's okay if we get to heaven and if for for thousands of years we just stand there and we're just gazing upon god almighty we won't be bored we won't feel like when is this over because we're just going to enjoy the majesty and the awe and the glory of who he is gosh oh it's beautiful, and that's what makes that's what makes Christian faith so beautiful. Yeah. It's because it's real, it's true, and mm-hmm. it's this thing that we, it's not. We have to do it. We get to do it. Mm-hmm. Like this is a set of a, a set of rules. This is relationship with the Creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. That's why this thing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's because our souls are are, are 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 being captivated with the one that created us. Wow. Wow. <laughs> This makes me, I mean, perfect. Like, it just makes me so excited for heaven. I'm not speaking, man. Come on. <laughs> like, no, it's like, that's it. Just soak it in. I mean, uh, I just want to, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. This was beautiful. fantastic. Um, and I'm sure everybody listening enjoyed it just as much as we did. Beautiful, bro. I, I just like, 
Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I, I have to rewatch this episode a few times and like soak it all in because there's there was so much information that was given here. Amen. So thank you for letting us bombard you with questions. Yeah, this was good. I got to be on the hot seat for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I saw the list. I was like, oh, these are hard questions. I sent them to some a lot of people. I was like, oh, this is in depth. Okay, I have yeah, to do, yeah, a little, yeah. do a little research. But you know, I, yeah. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I really believe that this is a calling of the Lord on you guys thank to you. reach people through this platform and through this uh, medium, and it's need it uh, and we need young guys like you doing these types of things so i'm i'm excited just for having the opportunity to be here and to give my little two cents on some matters wow. and uh you know we want to see the kingdom of god go forth yes, and you guys are part yes. of it thank you amen that means a lot to us thank you so thank much you. but um we definitely we wanted this the, the this episode to not just be like oh let's just talk about demons and have a bunch of mm -hmm. questions answered whatever but we wanted to also the purpose of it was to expose the enemy for an eye opener mm -hmm. for an eye op opener for a lot of you guys you know if you have crystals if you're involved in you know yeah um deeper stuff like the occult and ouija boards and all those crazy games and you know maybe we talked about horror movies sex concerts uh the the uh, you know the crystals astrology any of that we just wanted to expose that so you know okay let me close these doors so that I don't let the enemy come in. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure I'm not giving the enemy a foothold for for my life to just turn 180 in the wrong direction. Um, and it's also just to encourage you. You know, you talked about the authority that we have. It's to encourage us believers. First of all, put on the armor of God. For that protection so that we're not like in danger of that. And exercise your authority. You know, the authority Jesus gives us is not something that we just have in, in you know the back of our heads like oh cool i have it and like let's use it Amen. let's actually use it Amen. you know not just for us but for for the people that we love everybody around us Amen. you know the church like let's pray for the church for protection over that protection over our households protection over ourselves and um yeah that's 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 the purpose of this episode that we wanted to to yeah. achieve but um yeah once again thank you so much awesome we hope you guys enjoyed the episode we love you guys if you guys enjoyed it leave a like comment share it share this video yo. yes share it check out the patreon we love you guys and we'll see you guys for the next episode peace out everybody peace